Hey there, everybody. Welcome to episode, I think, 105. I think so. I think it's 105 of Talking Games. It is Thursday, the 30th of June, 2016. It is. Normally, I write this stuff down. It's all right. Didn't do any of it today. My name is Justin Townsend. I'm here with Mr. Bobby Shortle. Hello, hello. It is just the two of us. We're going to do our best not to argue because that's another show. It is. Uh, yep, Jackie couldn't be with us tonight. Neither could Steve or Chuck. Steve is in... Where else? He's in Canada. He's in the Great White North. Take a drink. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jackie's got some obligations going on, and unfortunately, Chuck had to work. It's true. So it is just you and me tonight. It is. But that's okay. We got some things to talk about. We do. We have actually like a topic this week. Yes. We <laughs> convened on, on a topic because it was like, oh, great. It's the two of us. Well, let's figure out something that we're not going to argue about. It's interesting. Now that I joined the show fully, there's actually a plan for an episode. Listen, there's always been plans. <laughs> Whether or not those plans ever come to fruition <laughs> is a different thing. That's true. That's very true. So, Bobby, why don't you tell everybody what's our plan tonight? We're going to... It's the end of June. Obviously, you said it's June 30th when this is coming out. Um, so, the year is more than half over now, but the first six months of the year are now totally done. So, we're going to go over um, our favorite games of the first half of the year, which is sort of like a pseudo preview for whatever we end up doing for a game of the year at, the, know. at the end of the year. Um, it's been a... Uh, it's been a really good first half of the year. It's been excellent. Last year was also, I mean, last year was a great year for games, and there was a lot of good games in the first half of the year. But this year, I feel like, you know, there's been like some all time possible all time favorites that have come out in the first half of the year, which is that's something that doesn't usually happen. Um, so that's cool. I'm, I'm excited to talk about it because there's a lot of good games to talk about. Yeah, this was this was your idea. I was a little worried at first because I was like, I know that it's been a good year. Uh, so far, but I thought like we're gonna have a lot of the same games, and we compared lists, and we have some that match up, and then some that don't. Um, I think that took away was you played more than I have so far this year. I can tell you, I have, <coughs> I I have, let's say I have played, I have played and beaten, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. Um, That's and, impressive. And played major, played a lot of both Dark Souls and Stardew Valley. I don't think you can really beat Stardew Valley, but like you know, I played a lot of those games as well. So it's like twelve games I've really played live. Actually, no, there's more than that. There's more than that. It's thirteen because I didn't put Ratchet and Clank on that list, which I just beat. So um, it doesn't take much to beat Ratchet and Clank. It didn't though. it took me three settings? Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so I've uh, yeah, I played a lot of games this year, and I'm really really trying for the most part to finish the games that I begin. Which you know is, what's funny is we've we've traded places because <laughs> that used to be me yeah. and you used to be like well I, I played until i had enough um but I, I again like i haven't really dug into that much stuff yet yeah i'm okay with still okay with doing that with like big huge games yeah but any game that has like a, a, a manageable amount of time yeah I, i'm looking to make sure I, I i finish it um so i've been really hardcore about finishing a game before i start playing another game which is always my problem which is like oh, another game will come out and i'll start playing that one and that one will take over and the same thing happened to that game. <laughs> so, have you beaten Overwatch? Well, you can't really beat Overwatch. Oh, you can according to Reddit. Oh, really? Yeah. The way to beat Overwatch is to score a basket. <laughs> oh, I would really love to score a basket. That would make my day. Uh, I'm on the Overwatch subreddit a lot. Uh, don't tell any of the guys on Broken Thumbsticks. We have a <laughs> war about Reddit going on over there. Okay. Um, and I'll just see post after post of I beat. I finally beat Overwatch, and it's just these insanely complicated ways people score baskets. I've come close one time. I came close once too with Winston because the the beam will like sort of like push the ball and it will stay on the ball and I just missed getting it in. Uh, you know, for me, uh, Overwatch 
is a game I absolutely adore. And I, I was telling you about this though before, like last week, is that for me, I think I've hit the point where playing with random people has kind of lost its luster. For me, it's going to have to be when I come back to it and play, it'll have to be with with people with people at least one other person that i can talk to kind of move through with um because losing alone and being completely and utterly furious at people is just not fun i need to really be able to share my anger with someone else i've had some success and some like hard failures playing by myself mm. i've actually had a lot of success um playing in a group of like three people and then going in with a bunch of like yeah you know, splitting the team up um because, like, you know, sometimes you'll run into players who are, like, just don't know what they're doing. But, like, every now and then you run into, like, really good players. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you're on my team. This is great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but it's still that thing where just, like, for me, it's not even about people being good. It's just, like, just people playing the, the, objective. the objectives. Yeah. And and, and <laughs> it's a lot like to me when I was playing Rocket League last year, which was I got really into it. And I was playing, like, every night. At a certain point, I just got to the point where, like, I don't care how good you are, but you're not even trying to do the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that that for me is the frustration because I'm not great at the game, but I, I I'm good at kind of knowing when to do what for the most part. And I just wish there was some more base level of, of that. Um, but still, I mean, it's still a beautiful, wonderful game. It's just for me playing with randoms has kind of lost its its fun. Is Overwatch on your list? Oh yeah, for sure. Overwatch tops my list. There, there. You're giving away the. The farm. Yeah, that's later. We're gonna get to that later. I thought we were talking about Overwatch now. But yeah, but you know, we're not talking about our list right now, though. Oh, we just got onto Overwatch because that's what happens whenever I speak to you. One day, one of these days, I'll get this podcast format thing going on in my head. <laughs> but give, yes, we'll give we away can, your number one. I, I think people listening could kind of pick that up. What if it's their first show, man, and they were like, bait, "If it's your first show and you haven't played Overwatch, please go play it." Bated breath, waiting to hear what your number one was. Um. The other than that, I've been playing. We'll, we'll get to games because the game that I just finished, I think, is on your list as well. So I will talk about it then. I think, but okay. um, I started playing Dishonored, like the definitive edition. Oh, that's right. Uh, I am excited about Dishonored too. It looks cool, um, and the idea of it is very interesting to me. I played like not even past like the opening like tutorial section of the first game the first time when it came out on xbox 360 it just didn't grab you i don't remember i just i played into the sewers and i think like i got frustrated with one or two things and then it was about the fact that i was i think the same the same year skyrim came out is that 2011 Mm, i don't think so okay um let me uh, let me take a look some other big game was out when that game was out and i had borrowed it from uh jackie (laughs) the the 360 version and uh, I just borrowed it kind of in the middle of playing other stuff and I, I tried it out and it didn't grab me right away. 2012. 2012. It came out the year after, I guess. Um, I don't know what else was out that year, but it didn't grab me right away. So I just moved off of it. Um, didn't really ever give it a real chance. I, it, it just kind of fell by the wayside for me. And I'm excited about the second one and uh, I had some um, uh, GameStop credit that I had left over because um, I bought uh, a game that I haven't got a chance to play yet, which is Tokyo Mirage Sessions sharp fe um which i'm sure i'll talk about in the weeks to come um for the wii u but i had somebody it was like 20 bucks at gamestop so i bought it um and i played two three hours of it of it and there are things about it that i find very interesting and but it just it hasn't quite hooked me yet like i i haven't i haven't been like oh i really want to go back and play that you know it's like i wake up and i'm like oh I'm gonna, let me just get like a 30 or 40 or an hour minute 30 or 40 minutes or an hour of dishonored in it's like i'll play that when i have you know a couple of hours and i'm sort of like in between stuff like that's what it feels like to me 
Uh, there was a really cool moment. The first sort of assassination that you do, that was the one moment where I felt like the the real coolness of the game because, you know, I infiltrated this this place and uh, one of my main issues is that I feel like, and, and I said this to you, I think that it'll probably change as I go through the game because you'll probably get upgrades that help you with this stuff. But, um, you know, it encourages you to be stealthy if, if, if you want to do that. And But I feel like in first person, my situational awareness is really bad. You know, where, like, there can be somebody who's looking at me and I just don't... You can't see them. I can't see them. And it's not like in real life, because in real life you can feel people around you, you know. In, in a game, you can't do that. So, and you can't, there's, you can't mark enemies, you can't look through walls, you can't, you know... Um, there's no like detect. There's no like dishonored vision that you can use to see people, uh, and they have like their upgrades and stuff like that, and, and like their power sets. I I think that you can get one to a point where it's kind of like that. So for me, um, I always end up for the most part like I've been able to sneak some stuff, but most of it kind of devolves into me in a combat scenario. Uh, I do like that they're pretty generous with like this, these group of people in this room notice you, and so they will fight you, but it's not like the entire place is going to come in there it's going to come in there which i like because it, 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 it that once i learned that i was a little less sort of um kind of uh, holy with it because you know because i i was like okay i can not stealth this encounter and then stealth the next encounter and it's like a reset kind of for me but it was cool because i went through this like kind of like palace and you had several options how you could take out this guy you could like brand him with this thing to make him like lose his stature and go away but there was like a secondary objective which was keep this captain alive because one of your people is like, that's my dad. He's really a cool guy, you know, but he's just, he just is doing his duty or whatever. Um, and so you, I walked into this room, I snuck into this room and no one was in there yet. Uh, and you know from your intel that he's going to try to poison this captain. So you like, I can, I, sw- I switched the glasses and then just like walked up and hid in, in a corner of the room and just watched as they talked. And then the guy drank the poison and as he was dying, I shot the other guy with a sleep dart, grabbed him, put him over my shoulder, and just jumped out the <laughs> jumped out the window. Jumped out the window and put this guy in like a safe area and went back. And that was a cool, felt like a cool like emergent moment that could have gone a bunch of different ways. Um, it's got the weird kind of like Skyrim faces thing and like camera angles when you talk to somebody, just like that weird zoom in. Yeah. Um, which for a world that's very immersive, that that those moments are not. Um, it's a cool game, uh, and I think I'll probably end up eventually beating it. I know it's not very long; it's no. like twelve hours, something like that. If, if you just play, you know, without going through all the side stuff. Um, and yeah, it, it was definitely cool, but I just it didn't hook me. Were you a big fan of it back when it came out? I watched the IGN uh, IGN review of it, and it was like one of those games where it's like, oh yeah, like I'll eventually get to get to that. But I, looking back at it, it wasn't a game that hooked me either. It's not like I was in love with the mechanics and stuff, but like I, I viewed it in the way like I view like a Far Cry, mm. where it's like. I have this, like, you know, this is not really open world, but they kind of give you, like, an open sandbox to play in. Yeah, every, it seems like each <clears> level <throat> is sort of, like, a arena yeah. kind of thing. But, like, for me, it's like, you know, I'm going to play that for a couple hours, and then, like, it, it's never going to be, like, for me, it was never going to be on, like, one of my, like, top ten games of the mm. year or, or, like, at the end, but it was, like, enjoyable to play through it. And towards the, like, the latter end of the game, there was a couple of stages that I did where I'm, t- we talked about this as well, like, I'm terrible at stealth. Like, you were, you were talking about the first-person stealth, and I did, the Justin thing where I was just like, Bobby's just bad at video games, roll my <laughs> eyes. <clears throat> but I thought about it and was just like, I, I remember that game now. Like, I'm terrible at it. So, like, I would be like, I'm going to do stuff. I'm, I'm seeing murder everybody. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. then I found out, like, oh, where there's two endings. Well, now I can't murder everybody. I want to get the good ending. So mm-hmm. I was like, put everybody to sleep. Mm-hmm. But later in the game, I got better at I got better at the stealth. And there's a, there's a point where, without, like, you know, spoiling anything for you, you have to, like, invade... <clears throat> um, 
what do they call those parties where everyone wears like the mask, like masquerade masquerade balls? Yeah, yeah. masquerade balls. Uh, and you like you have you have a target in there, and I I think I mentioned this in the last couple of weeks, but like I went in there and I like assassinated that target, and I got out without being seen, and I didn't even re- like realize I hadn't been seen. Mm-hmm. Um, like I I got seen at the very last second, but you had already killed the person, so it doesn't count. Okay. Um, and then after that, I was like, let me see if I can do the rest of the game in stealth, and I had some success with it mm. but i remember there being like a level where you're like in a very you're right before a bridge like a very long bridge and um you're going through like a like a city uh like a city and there's multiple levels to these dilapidated buildings uh so you're like you're able to like jump in and out of different floors mm. and i got through that that entire level and stuff as well and like that's when i really started liking the game a lot that may even be like the second to last level mm. um I'm like super pumped for Dishonored too, but it's like it's weird. Like I know I'm gonna like playing the game, but it's not one of those games that you feel like hype for. Right. It's like I'm trying to think of like a good example. Like for me, like a good example would be like a Far Cry game. Mm-hmm. Like I know I'm gonna like that. I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna like it, but it's not something that like I'm looking at my watch waiting to see when it comes out. And that's like that. That's the same feeling I had playing that first game. Right. Uh, you know, you would hope that they would take some of what is really good about the game and improve upon it for the sequel. Um, they've had a, a like four or five years to yeah four years to do it. Um, I mean, from the gameplay that we've seen of it at E3 at Bethesda's conference, it looks like it. Yeah, totally. And and, and I like, you know, it, it's it, it's interesting mix of games, right? Because it has a little bit of like a Bioshocky thing going on with yep. that like that power set that you get. And I think Blink is a really cool power. Um, and it's fun to get into a scenario, a combat scenario, and then blink away. And they don't know where you are, and then you can sneak up behind them and you know kill them. And I just got the perk where when you sneak up behind somebody and kill them, they just turn to ash. Like the, you don't have to hide a body anymore. And, I mean, it had a good story, it had a good voice cast. Mm. But again, like you mentioned, Bioshock, and like I, Two K kind of spoiled the Bioshock uh, collection, the collection, like yeah, the HD collection mm. today. And like I immediately in my stomach was like, you're gonna get those games again. You're gonna play them, mm-hmm. and like they're you're completely right. They're very similar games. First person action story with abilities. Yeah. But there's something about there's something about those Bioshock games that oh, like, yeah. would make me want to go replay those before I did Dishonored. But even though Dishonored's a totally fine video game, that like if you like those type of first person games, you should totally play it. Yeah, and absolutely. At least to get the story before two, because two looks like it's gonna be leaps and bounds better. Yeah, uh, uh, and. It's got that that Bioshockiness, but it's also got like sort of like the the thiefy, you know, stuff as well, where the, the stealth elements of it, like there, Maybe is, it's the stealth, that's yeah. it. And there's like some of like the like a little bit of like the Deus Ex stuff too, because Deus Ex Human Revolution was very much like, yeah, we want you to do stealth, but if you know you get into a firefight, like okay, like you can kill a bunch of people. Yeah, I mean you can in Dishonored. Yeah, totally. There's times when I was completely surrounded. And it was like, let me call all these rats to come. Oh help yeah, me. the rat thing is cool. They're also really gross. The rats yeah. are really gross um, when they're coming after you. But it, it, it's it's cool. I mean, it, it's got a cool world, which is I think the thing that's that's I'm the most interested in is is the world that 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 they have set yeah. up. Uh, and I also got to play about thirty to forty five minutes of Inside. I downloaded that last night. Uh, for some reason, it released on a Wednesday. Yeah, it was weird. Why? I don't know. Just to be different, I yeah. guess. Uh, Inside's got fantastic reviews from everybody. Yeah, and if people don't know, uh, Inside is the follow-up to Limbo. Uh, Play Dead is the developer. Um, it's been five, six, six, years. six years since uh, Limbo came out, and this is their second game. Um, and, and if you played Limbo, it, it's very easy to talk about Inside because it follows a lot of the same sort of tenets. It's it's a It's a... 2.5D <laughs> uh, puzzle platformer. 
um, where you play as a, a little a little boy kind of escaping dangers and, and a lot of madness. Um, it doesn't have the same monochromatic art style as um, Limbo did. It, it's it's not just black. It's not just black and gray or black and white. It's got much more uh, sort of detail and, and color in the world. It's still a faded world. It but looks very muted. Is the word I would use. Very muted. It's a great word for it. Very muted. But there's there's more going on there than than in Limbo's art style. Um, and so far, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it's got that thing I love about Limbo, which is it's just it, it, it has amazing atmosphere and art design. Um, and I feel like it's really fun to play through these little puzzly things and, and sort of there, there's not as many so far like grisly deaths as in Limbo. There, I've died a few times, but they're not as sort of, oh, God, like the yeah. boy's head just popped off. Though there are some stuff that, that's pretty gross. Uh, but it's got like a weird kind of messed up aesthetic to it and a messed up feeling to it. And there's some really sinister overtones about whatever this world is. But I it, it it already I mean in the first thirty to forty five minutes it's more complicated than Limbo as far as kind of the systems they're they're sort of piling on top of each other. Um, I, I think it's a game that I don't want to say too much about because even though I haven't played much of it to because I think people should be surprised by it. Um, but it's a game I think people should definitely play from what I've done so far, and it's twenty dollars on Xbox One. Yeah, like I said, reviews have been pretty much unanimous across the board like yeah you should go play this like did you not like limbo still go play this yeah uh, what, what were your thoughts on limbo i remember I, I bought it when it first came out and i played through the first couple levels but like my brain just does not work with puzzles like i just can't do them mm. and i put it down for a while it's not like i got i got held up on one puzzle but it was just like i'll just come back to this and then never did and then years later went back to it and oh. eventually finished it uh but like when a game has that type of design, like that is just meant to like strike you, like reach out from the TV and smack you in the face and be like, look at this. Mm. I don't care about the puzzles. Like I just want to, I want to just, I'd be fine just traversing the world and like finding out what the, what you're trying to tell me. And like the ending of Limbo is like, is a very cool ending. Yeah, which definitely. stirs a bunch of debate about what that game actually is. Mm-hmm. But like to me, the puzzles were just a, like a roadblock, even though they were, you know, mostly easy to solve yeah they were just like a thing that stopped me from getting right to where i wanted to go so i'm going to feel the same way about inside i know it but i'm still <laughs> i'm still like very anxious to play it because the things i've heard about it i mean did you listen to the bombcast today i did yeah i did uh brad was saying that like the second half of the game like goes places that he didn't expect and yeah. like i'm super interested to find out what that is yeah there's some i mean really really neat stuff uh, uh, if there's there's if should, they, the trailers they put out have been nothing right they've just been like yeah i mean we talked about it on e3 yeah like this this is not helping. But playing it now, I understand why because they just want people to experience it. They yeah. don't want to give away stuff. And I had seen I had they had like a ten minute gameplay demo that they had come out during E three, and I had watched some of that. I had watched that, and then I watched the quick look on Giant Bomb. Is that, um, I, haven't, I have yet to actually see gameplay of it. And it was the same thing as that. I, I I was gonna turn it off if it was anything but this. But it was the same thing that was in that ten ten minute thing from E three because their quick look was only like fifteen minutes long. Um, so there are like mechanics and stuff that I won't even talk about because I knew about them before this, but I don't want to spoil them for you. But there just been there was a moment I was playing it this morning and I had you know the it was not really it was the sort of it was puzzly but not really you know like you said they're not they're not it's not the witness you know it's not like super complicated puzzles it's like oh I hit a roadblock there's something just slightly different that I have to do here to get by and I had gotten to one of those points 
and I was kind of like trying to figure it out. And I had this moment, one of those moments where you go, oh shit, I can't believe I have to do this. And it's just a, a really fun, cool moment to, to, to have. Um, yeah, really excited to, to, to finish it up and, and to play through it. Um, it, it's only about four hours long, so it shouldn't take too much longer, but, uh, I can already tell from the very beginning that the style and the feeling is right up my alley and something that I, I'm really want to see through to the end. Yeah. I'm going to try and play it tonight. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do when I, when I leave here is go play some more inside. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all. I, I mean, other than, um, games that we'll talk about on our list, um, cause there are multiples of them that I actually finished over the last <laughs> week or so. Uh, that's all I've been, I've been playing. Yeah. I haven't been playing. I mean that much except for, you know, aforementioned Overwatch. Yeah. My wife started playing Bioshock Infinite. Yes. Um, she's always been just very interested in, in, in it cause she thinks the style and tone is really cool. She's not, she hasn't really played a first person shooter, you know, before. Um, so, uh, but she just played through the, all three Uncharted games. Um, so she's kind of getting more used to like modern control stuff now because she played a lot of games when she was a teenager in her 20s and she like a lot of ps1 ps2 stuff um but obviously controls for stuff have changed a lot since since yeah. those days so it, getting back into it but um yeah it was cool because cool i she was playing it on sunday morning when i woke up she went downstairs and was playing it um and i walked downstairs just as the airship rose up and the like the god only knows choir started playing that was i mean if we had, were doing this podcast back then and we had stuck with our first year game of the year award like that would probably been my moment of the year it's an amazing moment i i, I was just dumbfounded by that yeah, game yeah. that is one of my favorite games of all time it's a great game it's a, it's a really great game um remaster uh i'll just play it on my pc because it looks as good as the three messages are going to look i'm going to assume totally fine yeah totally but it's like we jacked it up to all the way up um which when this game came out it was like a beast uh, yeah. on pc but it's obviously it's been four years or five years or whatever it's been god yeah um that was a ps3 game yeah ps3 game and, and it looks it looks gorgeous the lighting is amazing um and actually what i did was because she's never played or seen the other any of their bioshock games she's never seen one um she knows about one um but she's never seen it and so She'd played like maybe an hour or two of Bioshock Infinite and she was kind of, she's like, I'm done for right now. And I was like, okay. I was like, I was like, I want to show you the beginning of Bioshock one because, because I think that it will mean something to you having just played the beginning of Bioshock Infinite. Um, and when she started, she's like, oh my God, there's, there's the lighthouse. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it's cool. Right. She's like, so what is this? Like, is it like there's a lighthouse in every world or, or is this the same world? What is it? And I was like, you'll have to wait and see to the end. <laughs> of Bioshock Infinite. Which one did you like better? Did you like Bioshock or Infinite? I never finished the first Bioshock. I'm come over there and hit you. I, but I, 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 my plan is to finish it. Is to play it this year and, and finish it because I started it and I was like, oh, no, I want to play this. Um, I played a, a nice chunk of it. This is one of those things that were happened where that game came out in August of that year that it came out 2009 or whatever it was, and like two weeks or a week after it came out, Metroid Prime Three came out and I burned through that and then all of a sudden we were in September and there was other stuff coming out and then it was just gone. Um so uh Bioshock came out in August? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it came out in August. I remember it very clearly because Bioshock was the first time that I remember playing a demo on Xbox three sixty for a, a full retail game and being like I need to play this game because they put that demo out before the game came out. I don't remember that. Yeah and it, it was it's a it's a pretty I think um, good example of that because they, I think they've talked about it before and other stuff, but definitely was that demo came out and I was like, I'd never heard this game before, but I need to play it now. That was Dead Rising for me. 
the demo for Dead Rising mm. let you run through that like sort of openish area of the mall mm. for like a half. It was just like it was on a timer. It was like a half hour, right? And I was like, oh my god, I just did it over and over again. <laughs> and oh god, I'm excited for Dead Rising. Yeah. Just thinking about that makes me want to go back and play it. So a timed exclusive on we didn't know back when we were talking about it two one weeks year. ago, a year exclusive on Xbox One. Yeah. I wonder if that's gonna be like the standard now. Probably for some stuff, right? I yeah. mean some stuff I'm sure unless unless they publish it, I would assume that that's what's gonna happen. Oh, so we had a question we had a well, I, we had a question from Kelsey who I guess we could just answer this now because we just brought up E three. Mm. Her question to us was, um, you know, what was your most anticipated thing that you saw? And we a- actually answered that question last week, mm. but my answer's changed. Because last week I said it was Horizon. Okay. And now it's Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> I watched that Spider-Man trailer a few different times. Mm-hmm. And by a few different times, I mean many different times. And, like, I don't know, just, they get it. Like, you just tell from the trailer, they get it. Like, the, the dude's voice is Peter. Like, mm. it's just like it's just what Peter should sound like. And everything about that, I'm like, yep, I have to have this right now. When it's When it's a game... Then I'll allow myself to be very excited about it. They said that was it's well was that that was it was in engine I think but it doesn't mean that it's gameplay it just means that it's like they created the they created that movie inside the game engine, um the same way that Kojima created that yeah movie but see, inside there, the game engine there was parts of that though that look looked like it was gameplay yeah like no. when he's swinging through the street that looked like gameplay very well might be but um it's still we're, we're probably still a couple years we're a couple years away, away. from that. Um, yeah, for me, I don't remember what I said two weeks ago when we did this. Um, probably some, it was like Horizon or it's something. Probably Horizon, I think. Horizon is the only one I'm most excited for. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I think that of the games on that are coming up, I almost said of the games that are on the horizon, which I did not mean to to do that. Um, yeah, I think Horizon. I'm I'm pretty excited for. I can't even really think of what else I'm kind of frothing for at at the moment. I would say Zelda. Zelda, yes, Zelda, definitely. Um, it's still because it's because it's 2017, and so is Horizon, obviously. But it, it still feels like so far away to me. Um, See, but like that's the point to me, where it's like those early 2017 games are the one that I'm like, all right, like I want to play that. Yeah. Because the ones like Titanfall, it's coming out in October, mm-hmm. which is like a stone's throw away at this point. Yeah. Uh, so like I can't really get crazy anxious to play those, but like the ones like you know first second month of of 2017, you're like, yeah, like mm. I'm, I'm like I'm getting hyped for that. Yeah. We're, I'm gonna we're gonna hear about a new we're, there's gonna be a new Nintendo console out in the first couple of months of 2017. Yeah, which is pretty insane. So I watched the Zelda stuff some more. Uh huh. And uh, like I'm getting a little bit excited to play it. Uh, I'm gonna try and play it with Jora. Like that's like oh, the cool. first video game I'm gonna sit down and be like, all right, like play with me for a couple of minutes and like really try and and mm-hmm. get him into it because it's a great series to get him into. Yeah, totally. Uh, so that's the goal. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So uh. We've got uh, they announced the free the free games for the PS Plus and games with gold people. Yeah, it's actually July is is a stellar month for people. Yeah, who have those services. Oh, did you see like uh, GameSpot had a number today? It was like so. There's like 40 million PlayStation fours mm-hmm. in the wild. Yeah, like 20 half of them. Like, it was like 20.8 have PS Plus. So Sony's just pulling in <laughs> money. Like I wonder what the X like you know they, they were saying like oh wow this is a huge number but it, I mean Xbox 360 sold upwards of what. 60 million units? I think it was more than that worldwide. 80? Um, 80, I think. You know, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure that that number... You mean the, the, the subscriber number? or The, the subscriber... Like, they were saying, like, they, they put it, like, in, in the tweet, it was like, wowzers. Like, they've got half their subscriber base. I'm sure... Half, half, half their consoles have a subscriber base to PS Plus. I'm sure it wasn't half on the on the 360. 
I think um, it was, so you think less? Yeah, I think it was probably less. Um, I think it was probably a lot, but I, d- I don't think that... Uh, I think that we've gotten to a point now where people are used more, much more used to paying for online services, yeah. and so we're in a different world now. Uh, more people are probably even connected to the internet than they were before, you know, obviously than they were six years ago or ten years ago or whatever. So I think that now we're in this place where... Uh, and I think especially because now there's like a value add. It's not just... If you like playing games online, you should get Xbox Live. It's if you want these free games, yeah. you go get PS Plus. So I think it's a cool thing. Uh, so let's start with PS Plus because mm. we were just talking about it. Uh, for July, you're gonna get uh, Fury, which I had never heard of. Which before. is a new game. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'd never heard of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, on PS4 and Saints Row: Get Out of Hell, uh, also on PS4. Uh, I think Call of Juarez: Bound in Blood. I played a Call of War. I I played one of those before. And one of them was actually really good. Um, the call, no, that's not that one though. I know when you're. Ta- I don't think so. You're talking about the one that was like the it had branching paths. Yeah, and it or was not a-, a branching path, but you had somebody telling you like a tale, and as yes. you're playing through the level, the level would change sometimes. Yeah, I don't think that's bound in blood because I, I can't remember what it's called. Gunslinger. Gunslinger, maybe. Yeah. yeah, that was one that was like Xbox Live. Yeah, only it was like twenty bucks or something like it that. It was good. Yeah, yeah, that's get, that's a really good game. Uh, so Color is not not the one we're talking about. Yeah. Bound in Blood, uh, PS3, Fat Princess. Uh, PS3. That's not the. Oh no, that's the cartel. That was the modern one they did. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know how to say this. Orinchinka. Oh, this is tainted, a PS, uh, PS Vita game. Bloodlines, PS Vita, and then Prince of Persia. Uh, Prince of Persia Revelation did also you, on did, Vita. Did you hear um that severed game is coming to Wii U? Yeah. Which I'm actually excited about because I'd rather play it uh, on like, the gamepad on a gamepad than play on the Vita. So. Uh, also, as a extra, uh, plus members get access to Paragon early. Oh yeah. So that true. game comes out. August sixteenth, and you'll get in for free. I think you know first week in July. That's cool. Which is, I wish I would have waited. Yeah, I wish. Well, you spent more than I did. I did. I but I think I played it twice. (laughs) I must have played it like ten times. I played it. I'm waiting. They've made some changes to that, Mm -hmm. like some like good changes, and I'm just waiting a little longer to get in there. I'm gonna get in with the ground floor when it goes free for everybody. So it's like, oh, good new people. Yeah, I would like to play it. Uh, I had fun a little bit. I did play it. Uh, for Xbox, Xbox has like a. A super strong game, I I think. Uh, Banner Saga Two, I mean, comes out on July fifth, mm-hmm. and you get it for free, which is just great. Uh, also, you get they get Tumblestone, and then for three sixty, Rainbow Six Vegas Two, which is a great game, uh, and then Tron Evolution. What's the other one with the Xbox One? Tumblestone. Tumblestone. What is Tumblestone? Tumblestone. I wasn't expecting this question. I'm looking at the cover. <laughs> it looks like a puzzle game. Okay. Let's see. Looking at the cover. So apparently Fury is a gauntlet of brutal boss battles. Yep. On July 16th, feel the classic feel of local uh, local multiplayer puzzle battles uh, with Tumblestone, a new competitive indie puzzler uh, from this developer. Inspired by beloved classics like Tetris and Puyo Puyo, adding a story mode, arcade modes, multiplayer game modes. I love those type of games. Yeah, that's cool. We should play some Puyo Puyo we, we, We've been saying that for like a year and a half at this I point. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, so it's a really good lineup. Banner Saga. I mean, I really liked that game, even though I struggled with the end of it. Yeah. Uh, but I'm super pumped to play, too. So you can open your whole world to a whole set of games that are like the Banner Saga, as far as gameplay goes, See, with, with mean, great stories. I'm saying that a lot of them have really good <clears> stories. Yeah. Yeah, that's, all I mean. that's all I mean. 
if turn-based strategy games as but well. the thing is like i don't like the turn-based like that was the point it was also like with limbo like the turn-based strategy was just <laughs> in my way i like i love what i loved about that was the banner saga was a um the art in the game is fantastic yeah totally. everything was hand look hand drawn mm-hmm. but the part that i really loved was like when you were traveling from like place to place and you were like deciding whether or not to buy supplies and then making those choices of like do we help these people do we let them into our caravan do we you know now you're leading the caravan there's a fight do you throw this guy out of the caravan let Mm -hmm. him struggle or like what happens and like those choices that you made affected the way that your group's morale went right and then at the very end of the game like i don't know if it, it if it had so much to do with the ending of the game um but i just i loved it Mm. I loved like even those even if they didn't aspire like end up amounting to anything I loved that part of the game so like I'm looking forward to going back and doing that again and then just we'll fight the turn based stuff as much as I have to that's really cool though I mean that 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 system is really neat that was uh, to a lesser extent what was there in um that massive chalice game that I played last year where you had like those relationships and people buffing each other being in the same base or getting rid of them help things and whatever um but cool yeah I haven't played the the first one so it's good. Yeah. I'm it's interested. super good. But I've got a lot of stuff to play, so I don't know if I'll get to that. Yeah. I have a backlog. I, I, I always will have a, back, a backlog. Like yeah. I, uh, but there's something like, I, there's like the backlog. I, I, I consider a backlog like a Netflix queue, right? Uh, or sort of like the way you, this is kind of antiquated term now because the queue is not really a thing because you just have, it's all online and streaming. But, you know, back in the day when you used to get DVD sent to you from Netflix, um, there would always be movies that you wanted to watch that were in your queue, but they were like parentally like number five to ten in your queue and never moved up past that. And those games, it's like and the same thing with backlog games. So there are games that I want to go back to, like The Witcher, for instance, The Witcher Three. I would like to go back to it. That's on yeah, that's um, on my list. But there are other games. There are always games always come up that I want to play more than than, than The Witcher, uh, The Witcher Three, and so. Right now, there are games that I really want to play. So, and I know I can see like the them bridging me across to when more games are coming, coming out. out. And so, you're just never gonna go back. Exactly, I'm never gonna go back. So, um, I I need a time. This year we have we have, we're gonna get to this when we talk about our list. It's a good segue, I think, actually. But usually, there's at least a little bit of time where I'm like I'm not really like super into any game. You know, like there are games out, but I'm not really into them. I can go back now. But I haven't had that at all this year, yeah. um, and it's not going to come up because I'm going to play. I mean, I'll finish inside in a place a session or two. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do my damnedest to play as much of this Tokyo Mirage Sessions game as possible, um, <laughs> and and then like before I know it, we're going to be we're going to be going into We Happy Few time, and then No Man's Sky time, and then Deus Ex time, and. I, then we're going to be into September and no- and October and November. And then it's all over. And then it's and all then the over. cycle starts all over again. And the cycle starts all over again. So I just know that like... I'm never going to play The Witcher. <laughs> and th- and I, I kind of know that too. But it's sitting on my computer and if I ever have the time... You'd love to. I'd love to. And I, what I really wish for The Witcher for me is that I, I never think it'll be like the primary game I play, but... I honestly thought during this Overwatch period that it was that I was going to get back into it because I thought I'd play Overwatch and then kind of break it up with an hour, two hours of The Witcher and just do that over a couple of months, you know, and never but there were a whole bunch of other games that came out right around when Overwatch came out and I just played through those. So yeah. it just never happened. 
Um, I'm never gonna go back to The Witcher. I have it, and I want like I I actively want to. Like, yeah, I'd love to like it really like see what everyone was talking about with yeah. that game. But you just there's too many of those giant open world games, and yeah. like you have to really pick and choose. And like I still want to go back to Fallout. Yeah. There's like a whole bunch of huge DLCs that came out mm. for Fallout, and I still haven't even finished main quests. Mm. I used but point of order. I used the ten dollars that I got for buying zero dollar Fallout on Xbox Live. Oh, you got that? Oh yeah, I got that. And then I got the. We're taking this away from you. Here's ten dollars, um, which is fine. Fine, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I used that half of that to pay for inside. So, um, but yeah, backlogs, man. They never end. But let's talk about some games that we did finish, or at least played a lot of. <laughs> All right, we can do that. Uh, a lot of good games. So, uh, did you order your list? No. Okay, I ordered my list. Of course you did. Uh, that's gotta be all proper. That's who, who I am. All right, man. why don't you start with your. Number five? Number five, yeah. At number five. Um, and, and I think what will happen, too, is you know, we'll end up kind of talking about games that just missed our list as, too, uh, uh, as well. But um, Super Hot is my number five. Uh, it's a cool, short, you know, same thing, like three to four hour experience. Um, PC, and it's all on Xbox One now, yeah. so people can play that as well. Uh, the basic premise of Super Hot, if people don't know, is time only moves when you move. So... Um, it, it it's got a it's obviously it's it's very like simplistic looking it's like the enemies are all these like sharp red looking yeah like minimalistic yeah minimalistic po- po- polygonal figures um and every like item and stuff is very like your gun is just like a black shape of a gun you know like a like a, a non textured <laughs> you know developer like in in, in an unfinished game kind of look to it but every, but that being said the style is super cool like it, it, it's very sharp it, it, it it's um, very evocative and it works perfectly for the game but you have a, le- a series of levels that are basically you start and these enemies basically run into the room and if you get hit one time you're dead so um, they turn into these sort of like really what the game ends up being is sort of a a puzzle game because you're you're trying to figure out what moves you need to make and when you can shoot, and when you can when you can do other things to try to get through these levels without without getting hit, um, and so you know as long as you're not moving, the, you know the world is sort of it's most it's moving very 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 slowly, um, it's not completely frozen, um, so you couldn't sit there for you know two hours and try to figure something out. Eventually you would you would be you would get you would be dead, but you um, you well, the the most sad thing about it is you'll start these levels and sometimes you're like oh, there's no way. There's no way I can do this. The, the moment I move, I'm dead. You know, um, there's one especially that's like you're you start in an elevator, and you're surrounded by guys, and they already have one of them already has their gun up to shoot you, um, and you have to figure out a way to get out of this scenario without getting shot, and you have guys all around you, uh, and when you when you do get out of it, it feels really really good, um, and there's also this really weird crazy ass story that wraps around the, the entire thing. That's the thing that's got me most excited is just finding out what's going on. Cause I've heard snippets and mm-hmm. like little hints of what that story is actually about. And I'm like, yeah, this is what's got me interested. Like, I think the time mechanic is really awesome looking and I'm going to eventually play this game. Uh, but like the, uh, overarching story is what's got me in. It's really weird and crazy. Um, but yeah, it, it's great. And what's cool is after the level's over, they play back your level in regular speed as if there weren't any of the freezes. That's cool. So it just looks like really awesome stuff. Um, but yeah, it, there's just neat moments where you're like, okay, I, I, I'm going to shoot this guy and then I'm going to throw my gun 
um, at, at this other guy, so it disarms him and stuns him, and I can run up and then I can I can kill that guy, and then I have to move and duck here so that I get the bullet here, wrap around behind this thing, you know, th- pick up this this like you know phone and throw this phone at this guy, and while he's stunned, take out this guy. It's it's got a really cool um, cool thing about it. Uh, a, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Super challenging at times, like really challenging at times, but a lot of fun. I'm eventually going to play that game. That's one of the ones that, like, it's on the backlog, but you know, like, all right, I'm going to play. Like, it's one of the ones that you're like, okay, this one's got to eventually make it to the top. Yeah, um, and it, it, you can play it in, like, two yeah. sittings, probably. Uh, for me, my number five game so far is Ratchet and Clank. Mm. Uh, I just finished that. Yes, <laughs> That's I, one just of the games. I just lent it to you. It's true. I should have brought uh, that back, too. Yeah, Bobby forgetting a bunch of stuff that I asked I for did. today. I did. Um, I'm a huge fan of Insomniac games, Uh. I, I loved Sunset Overdrive on the on the Xbox One. Uh, I think that was like, it is a travesty that it didn't make it into our games of the year. Uh, the you first didn't, year you we didn't fight for this. it. I know. I, I, <laughs> I didn't understand how where all the games worked back then. <laughs> I was like, well, I really wanted this, and Steve really wants Diablo, so I won't fight him on Diablo. And then I, I got home, and I was like, how did we not put this game on there? Um but yeah, I've been a fan of their, you know, of Resistance and, and, and those types of games. I even liked Fuse when they did Fuse. Um, I liked the idea of Fuse more than actually playing it, uh, but I liked Fuse when it looked like Sunset Overdrive. Yeah, but I mean, if the you, idea if, of it. I mean, the, the, I when you were playing with somebody, like I ended up playing the game with my friend Alan. It was like the ability is really awesome, and it it, it 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 got hurt by the art style, but it was still a fun campaign like to to play through. So I never really played a Ratchet and Clank game, and like I wasn't really going to give this one time of day. Uh, so it looked like, oh, you know, I, I even said this, said it on the show. It was like, I'll play it when it's on Plus one day. Like I'll definitely download it and play it then. But the reviews are just so good; they're just so good. And like at, at the time, like I was in between games, and I was like, that's eh, like I hear it's like ten to twelve hours. I'll just pick it up and play it. And it was great. It was charming. Yeah. It was absolutely charming. Um, all the good things about Sunset Overdrive. And, like, you know, Insomniac's known for crazy weapons, which they showed in all of the previous Ratchet and Clank games. And it just showed, like, these guys get what fun is. And that's why I'm so excited for them to make the Spider-Man game. Is like, they kind of just, like, when they when they take a property, and, I mean, Spider-Man's the first game that's not their property. Mm. It's the first time they're taking somebody else's property and doing a game with it. But, like, they just know what fun is. And so you're roaming around the levels and, like, you know, the Groovatron is just like a weapon that makes everybody dance. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now I can combine that with these, these, this gun that shoots out these giant pink balls of electricity. And I can shoot four of them. And, like, you keep upgrading. And, like, I love, I love games that let you upgrade weapons, like, as you play. Like, it's, it's, it's a simple thing that Skyrim did. And I don't know if Skyrim was the first game to really do this. And I, I, looking back at what I'm just saying, like, probably not. But it was, like, what made Skyrim so appealing was, like, the more I use this ability, the better I become at mm-hmm. this ability. And Oblivion like, did it too. Oblivion did yeah, it as well. Yeah. Okay, um, and that's what that's how they took their weapon upgrades. Mm. It was like the more you use this gun, the better the gun becomes. Yeah, so that was and like cool. that's a, like just a simple, like a simple idea that just works so well in in all games. Yeah, Wolfenstein did it too. Wolfenstein New Order did it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, and so you combine that with just fun gameplay, a really, really beautiful art style. I mean, it looks super well on the PS4. And there's just like a game like never that you wanted to run back to, but you're like, I'm going to enjoy playing this for however long I play it. And for you, you you ran right through it. Yeah, and it was funny because I, I really liked it. I, was, I, I really enjoyed the... I had just finished playing Doom, um, which is a very intense game. And so it was a really nice sort of kind of palate cleanser from doom 
And, you know, I had two things about it. I was like, I want, I started the game. So like I said before, I'm trying to finish the games that I started. So I was like, just get through this as fast as possible. Because if you walk away from this and start playing something else, you probably won't go back to it. Um, so that was part of it. And also I liked the kind of combat loop uh, of it. And I liked, you know, figuring out how to get through encounters in like interesting and, and, and silly ways. Um, and then sometimes when I didn't feel like that, doing that, just kind of dumping bullets into, into, enemies and just getting through stuff yeah uh on a very pretty looking game i had slight little things about it like it's a sort of remake of the first game which is a remake yeah it's a remake it's 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 an adaptation of the movie yeah and the movie is an adaptation of the first game yeah and a lot of the levels apparently are like exactly the same basically and you can i think you can feel sometimes in some of the level design and some of the things work there's some like old level design and old school gameplay stuff in there, which at times was a little frustrating for me. Um, but for the most part, it was cool because in a lot of ways, it reminded me of um, a shooter version of a Mario game because there were all these different mechanics that were used once and then just they weren't used again. Yeah, You know, the whole Captain Quark sequence where you're like, it's like a pseudo stealth thing. It's used that one time and that's it, and then it's not, it's never and never it's com- and it never comes back. And I thought that was cool. Um, and I, it was so funny when I talked to you how you ne- and you're the I talked to like three or four other people who played the game, and I was like, yeah, I used you know Mr. Zircon all the time, the little robot. Like, yeah, of course you did. Why wouldn't you do that? I was like, well, I talked to Justin and he didn't use him at all. Nope. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I like barely use that. It's guy. so funny because he's so he's, it's great. He was so great to use in like when you got in those really hairy situations where just where there was like really big enemies and then really little and little enemies because when those little enemies would charge at you Mr. Zircon would just take them out and he also said a little funny patter as they went around no like the few times I did like I was like I should just see what this guy does yeah like, anyway he was he was fine to run around and stuff but for me like I I, I can't remember the stupid name Gravit- Gravitron or something like that the one that sh- did like small damage like yeah, over and it, over and it again it would shoot at this like pink spinning ball yeah. that would just do pulse damage mm. but eventually with the more you used it, it mm. became like, oh, there's just like there's a thousand people on the screen. Let's just say, like, there's, yeah. there's a there, there's a bunch of big dudes and like a whole bunch of little dudes. Yeah, you shoot three of these, and I'm just gonna stand here and it would just wipe everybody out. Yeah, th- th- that was a great weapon to use. I would use that. That was it's great to. I like the crowd control aspect of being like, okay, I'm gonna throw out a Groovatron, and then all these enemies are gonna just be dancing, dancing in this one place, and then I'm just gonna like, I would unleash like the that that electric ball, have my Mister Zircon out. And then also you got that one near the end where it was like a grenade of like little robots, like yeah, mousers. Yeah. That was, I was like, okay. Those mousers. They and, were exactly mousers. And throw them out and they would just like blow up everybody. Yep. Um, yeah, definitely. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. It looked, it looked really nice. Um, there was one sequence, especially I think it was like halfway through the game where you're kind of, the first time you're kind of grinding on the rails and there's like a space battle going on around you while you're doing it. Yeah. Um, that was when I was like, well, this looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, it's a cool game for sure, for sure. Definitely not a game that I think I'm gonna like. It's it's not super memorable to me, but a lot of fun for when I was playing it. And same thing for me. I had never played a Ratchet and Clank game before, so it was a cool experience. I played like a demo for, you know, yeah, as about as far as Tools I went of as well. Destruction or one of the PS3 ones, I think. So it was a cool game for sure, for sure. What was your next one? Doom. Doom is my number four. I'm surprised it's that low. You mean like not higher on my list, like closer to number one? Yeah. Yeah, well, my, my three through one are, are pretty great. Um, so uh, this game is also great. We didn't know what to expect from it, right? Like, it, they didn't send out review copies to the reviewers, so we're sitting here, like, I'm sitting here looking, like, for reviews, early reviews, and nothing's coming up, and, and you hear from the game journalists that you follow. They didn't send out copies of it. 
Like, what does this mean? Like, is yeah. it, it it's gonna be? Is it gonna be bad? And then as soon as it came out, just a ton of praise going for it. So I was like, okay, and I bought it. Um, and it deserves, I think, all the praise th- that it's gotten. Um, and in- just incredibly fun game to play. Uh, and what I like about it is that it's sort of self-referential, but not too self-referential. And it's got, even though the story is like big and ridiculous, it's got a story. So I- I've got something to take me from A to B to C other than just really, really great combat encounters. Because there are s- the- the- some of the most tense experiences of my of my life playing a combat encounter outside of like a dark souls game where it have been in doom where, where just these moments where you just have and it builds as it goes along you just have so many monsters kind of coming at you and near the end there are times where it's like there are like the imps who are you know sort of the the like the, the fireball throwing guys or like your first encounter with like a sort of enemy that does more than just kind of walk around um, and they come very quickly and then it just sort of keeps layering on enemies and it does a very smart thing where it goes like okay it, it has three boss battles they're all at the end of the game um but before that you have like these sort of end of level encounters that always throw a new enemy type at you and it's like the holy shit how am i gonna beat this enemy type and then once you're past that encounter they're just they're they're in their level they're, they're in the next level, level. they're yeah. in the next level just be in there and you get to the point at the end where i had all like every enemy type possible coming at me in like huge waves and it was just so satisfying to to, to win that combat encounter because i would die a few times and i would change my strategy and it would work you know and, and that felt really good to be like okay maybe i need to try this maybe i need to save this power up for later in in this encounter because now i know that this thing is going to come and i'll save my bfg ammo for, for this moment um and it, it was a really and I'll save my chainsaw for this because I know I can take out this enemy with the chainsaw if I have a full thing and I'll get a lot of ammo back and then I'll be able to switch back to my rocket launcher which I'm surely out of ammo by by now because I use it like for the whole beginning part of the the battles um really great collectible system really great upgrade systems uh just an all-around solid game really good looking game as well um and runs really fast and just being able to not have to reload your guns it's such a cool like little thing that just makes the combat a totally different story than if it was a you know a kind of standard like okay you shot eight shotgun shells now reload it kind yeah. of thing uh due to your high praise i ended up buying mm. the game and i'm like three or four levels in mm. and i you know it's it's really good mm. it, it if it wasn't for overwatch i would have beaten this game mm. by now uh what it does so well you know trying to just branch off of what you've already talked about is um Every game has, like, secrets or, like, hidden collectibles. This game does it right. Like, I, you know, I, I played Uncharted right before this, mm. and Uncharted's collectibles are, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a means to get a trophy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, some of them are like, ah, I bet you there's one over here somewhere. But some of them are like, I wouldn't even think about going over there. And you're like, you're going out of your way to look for them and stuff. But the way they do it in Doom, it's like, I, I was telling you when I was playing one of the earlier levels, <coughs> excuse me, is that I walked past a hatch, and I looked, and I'm like, this probably opens somehow, and I kind of forgot about it. And I I went through the level and like I, I hit a button and like another hatch opened and I'm like, I wonder if that hatch opened up. <laughs> and like I I backtracked through the level and like I went to a spot and I'm like, oh no, it wasn't here. It was somewhere else. And I, when I eventually found it, I like jumped down there and there was like a part of a suit upgrade and like it, it took you on like a little a little path. Mm-hmm. And in that path, it was like 
here are two new guns. I was like, if I didn't think to come back here, <laughs> I went and you got these guns. I probably would have unlocked them later. Mm, right, yeah, yeah. Like picking them up off an enemy or something. Yeah. But like I got them earlier. And yeah. like that is an incredibly smart thing to do. And also like they do little Easter egg things with some of their collectibles too. Like I, I picked up in like I picked up a Doom figure. Yeah. And he did the whole like hero and Baymax thing yeah. where he, he like he fist bumps him and then he does a <laughs> he, like you don't hear it, but his yeah. fingers do it. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, all right, well, you're just you're doing what my son does. Yeah. And like it's just like a neat little thing. But like they make going for the collectibles worth it. Yeah, totally. And I love going for collectibles in first person shooters. I, like, <laughs> I, I love it to death, but it gives me an added reason to want to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I love the combat. I think the combat's great. The, the no reloading mechanic is fantastic. Um, it's funny, like in other games, like I'll now, I'll like when I when I was playing it for a while, I'd play Overwatch and then forget to reload. Be like, <laughs> oh, and then unless I was Diva, who never has to reload, yeah, which yeah, is great. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. They're in the, in their first update. They're adding like a an old school like. It's the first person view, but like the shotgun, your shotgun's in the middle of the screen. Yeah, the gun's in the center. Yeah, yeah which so is it's just more like, like old school Doom. Yeah. Um, and they're just very smart about the mechanics they layer on top of just the shooting. Like that, the whole kind of glory kill mechanic, yeah. which, like we were saying when we first talked about, it, forces you into combat. Into combat and forces you not just hang back, you know? And in fact, there's, a, there's an upgrade you can get on your machine gun that's like a scope. And I was using it a little bit on one of them. I was like, this is not how I'm supposed to play this game. And I like turned the scope off and just jumped down and started fighting people. But that and then the, the whole chainsaw mechanic, which gets you ammo back. And so you decide, okay, do I need ammo right now or do I need life? You know, and I love that that aspect of it. I think we'll be seeing games build off of this moving forward. Yeah, I, I, w- I would hope so. And like, the, the great thing about the collectibles too is that they, when you open up your map, if, you, if you're near them, they're on your. They sell you. They're. It's right here. Oh, the first thing I did was I, with the the suit upgrades was yeah. like show me the collectibles. Yeah. And show me like if I'm near one that my radar pings. Yeah, and I, I did that too. But it's cool because they just go like, here it is. But you have to figure out how to get there. Yeah, some of them are not easy. Yeah, and that's neat. And then there's of course the thing where you pull the levers and you get like old Doom levels, which is like a neat little thing that yeah. they do, similar to what Wolfenstein did with like those dream sequences. Uh, but yeah, it's a, just a great game, and I think that um, just for pure mechanics and fun, like when you. When you get the first time you get that berserk power up, I got it and didn't know what it was. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm running around just punching people in the face, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. "What did I do? Yeah. Did I pick up something?" And I didn't realize it was those circles that you fill. Yeah. Now those circles, like they fill up just without you dying. They eventually just keep filling up. No, like, they'll they'll go. It'll eventually wear out. But how do you get them to fill up? Is it just by like? Oh killing? no, they're, they're, no. They're, 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 when you get into a, a, an area, they're just there. Okay. Yeah, so they're there. So and you'll see it as you go along. You get in the it, it, they'll show up more and more as you go into the more complicated encounters. And there's other ones. There's like that one's called Berserk, where you can just like melee kill everyone uh, with one hit. It doesn't matter how when you're later in the game, it doesn't matter how big the enemy is. Like, so you're talking about like there's no, none in the boss areas, obviously, but even like the biggest worst enemies, if you have that power up, they just die in That's one great. hit. Um, there's like a, a quad damage one, which gives you four times damage. There's a haste one that makes you go faster. There's an invincibility one that you can get as well. And they're just in the arenas, you know, whenever you would in for different ones or different places. Um, and some of them have multiple ones uh, of them. And I've been like, a couple times being like, okay, just you're gonna wait to use this until you like you really really need it. Because eventually I got a I got a power up for my suit that whenever I got a power up, it just restored my full health again. 
Um, so even when I was done with the power up, I, I would have full health, which was a great like extra health pack after I had used all the health. But there are plenty of times where I was like, I'm just going to wait to use it till I need it. And then I would finish the encounter without ever using it, which would feel good. But I'm like, oh man, I really wanted to do the, yeah, cause they're fun. Do the cool thing. Uh, it's a really, really cool game and really good boss battles too. You know, boss battles can be a very hit or miss in, in games, but three really good boss battles. Uh, my next one would be, um, Firewatch. All right. That's also my next one. That's number number three. Mine's four. I know, but I'm saying like we, uh, we can talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, I'm trying to think. I, 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 I'm trying to remember where I first saw Firewatch. I think it was like at E3. Or I think something it was definitely like in E3. I think actually no, it wasn't because that's when they announced it coming to console for E3. So it was like a thing on IGN where oh, really? it was like one of their yeah. I thought it was like I, I, it wasn't announced for console right away. It might have been like a, I feel like it was like a Game Awards or something like that. Maybe yeah, but it, yeah. like it definitely was a PC only game. Yeah, when for, it was first yeah, announced. Yes, totally. Uh, and I was like, I had just played Gone Home, and I was like, oh, Gone Home, Fireman, gotcha. <laughs> and the game is so much more than that. Um, I beat it in one sitting, which is rare for me to do do now. Well, I mean, especially because games are longer and stuff like mm. that, and I can't really do that anymore. But I think it was like four and a half hours that I beat it in or something like that. I think it was less than that. Four, I think, maybe I think like three and a half? Three and a half to four, Three let's and a half to four, I think? I can't remember. Uh, it was back in February. That's a million years ago. Yeah. But it, Overwatch, um, God, Overwatch, Firewatch is uh, at least those two kind of go together. Uh, <laughs> it's by far one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. Yeah, uh, a, a, a great story. Um, the way that the game starts out is like a gut punch. Yeah. Um, you meet Henry. What was the other girl's? What, what was Delilah. It? Delilah. Um, it's just a great story. Yeah. I like. I, I can't recommend people play it enough. Just because. It, it puts you in that like we talk about immersion, and that game puts you into that world. Yeah, uh, such the, good characters too. Good, amazing characters. Good characters. Good writing. Like yeah, real writing. Yeah, like have like there, there's choices that you can make. Um, you know, sometimes you make choices in a game, and it's like well, I would obviously never say mm-hmm. that. There wasn't a lot of those. No, there's usually the options you had were all things. Like, one of those things were something that you would, would think say, to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like over the course of the game, like you can make choices to like. Oh, which can either push their relationship further or you could push it back. But, you know, at the same time, like there's an, there's a there's Henry's story that's going on. It's mm-hmm. like in the back of your mind is like affecting the way that you make the choices on how he moves forward here. Yeah. Um, and like I said, it was it's a great story, but I, I can't talk about the visuals enough in that game. Gorgeous game. Absolutely gorgeous. Some great visual design. Um, Ollie Moss, who is a is a like a you know a poster designer and artist and visual artist. Um really got really famous he did a lot of those like uh uh those like mondo posters he was like one of the yeah, first big yeah. artists for them he did those really amazing star wars ones um and stuff like that and these great harry potter ones a lot of really great posters but he did a lot of the visual design there uh but campo santo was made up of people from um I, I believe definitely from the walking dead team from the uh the telltale team i think a little i think some from fulbright as well i think there was some gone home lineage there I feel like, and I think some from like the 2K, like Bioshock, like a rational side of things. So really great storytelling pedigree f- f- from those guys and, and girls at, at that studio. And for me, I think it's the best story I've ever played in, in a video game. That's high praise. Um, be- the thing I really loved about it was that there, there's stuff happening, a lot of stuff happening, obviously, but in the end, it's a relatively human and everyday life type of story um and i love the way it sort of plays with ideas of paranoia and guilt and how they affect you as a person and what you end up doing um and 
you know, I felt like the relationship, even though you never see, you never see Delilah ever, you know, you're you really, you're just talking to her on a, on a radio. The relationship there felt so real to me, yeah. you know, and, and that's a very difficult thing to do. Helped by great voice acting. Um, really good voice acting. As well. Uh, you know, I, it's a shame. I know a lot of people, a lot of our people, you played it on PS4, mm-hmm. right? And there were some technical issues on on the PS4. Some slowdown. Some people had some weird, like, freezing issues, stuff like that. Yeah, my game locked up once in my sit in my playthrough. But yeah. Then, other than that, no real issues. Um, I, I played lucky. it. I played it on the PC, and I got lucky because they also had, like con- weird controller issues on the PC, where like Xbox One controllers just stopped working. Yeah. Um, and luckily enough, I got I, I was using Xbox One controller, and I played through it, and nothing happened. Um, and then my wife also got to play through it and nothing happened. And then she tried to play it again and it, the Xbox controller wouldn't work. Weird. It was a really weird thing, but I had no technical problems. So that was really nice. And I, I, so it was just a really pure, like great experience for me. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely, if not for the two games that are above it on the list, I, most years would probably would have been a number one of the year game for me. Um, it's something else. Yeah. Like I, it, it's, it's my background on my PS4, mm. like, uh, their, uh, dynamic theme. Uh, it's my background on my computer at work. Like I can't get enough of the visuals of that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, I took so many screenshots of it. <laughs> I'm eventually gonna go replay that game. It's a it's gor- gorgeous, gorgeous game. Yeah. Um. So that was my number three, as well as number four. So what's your number three? Uh, I was going back and forth. I think I'm gonna go with the witness. Okay. We'll wait to talk about that one. We can talk about Uncharted. Is that on either of our list, right? No, that one's on mine. Oh, it is. Yeah. Cool. We'll save the witness talks with the both with the both of us and uh, get into okay, it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Uncharted. So, um. Talk, tell me, talk to me about Uncharted. It's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's more Uncharted, but it's better Uncharted than previous Uncharted. And that's all that... No, I mean... There, there's, <laughs> I mean, Naughty Dog just is super good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Like, they are super good storytellers in a setting where, like, storytelling might not be what you think about when you think about Uncharted. It might not be the first thing that comes to mind. But it's there. And it's there for you to just consume as much or as little as you want. Like, the banter in between, you know gameplay moments or during gameplay moments like i'm climbing but like yeah the climbing's like whatever but like i'm 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 listening to a story that sam and uh nate are talking about like or you know they're relaying information to me about like why i should care about sam a character that's just introduced in the fourth game of this series and it worked like you end up caring about him you know sully um the, the secret best character in the whole series is elena <laughs> uh, but like so many so many things that they they did just worked on like a nostalgic level early in the game you know drake's retired and he goes up into his attic where he keeps all of his relics and he picks them up and you're like oh geez like i remember this mm-hmm. and i remember this and i remember this and like he pulls out a picture and you're like oh my god that guy died like i've forgotten about that yeah and then there's like just like fun little things but i mean the, the standout moment there's two standout moments in the game to me neither uh, neither is much of a spoiler um there's the dinner scene, which everybody talks mm-hmm. about, um, where Nate goes downstairs to have dinner with Elena, and they're talking about their day, and Nate, you could just tell, like, he's doing that thing where he just stares off into the distance, mm-hmm. and he's thinking about days past, and mm-hmm. um, Elena, like, wakes him up from it, and there's a fun thing that happens after that. And the second moment in the game that I really loved um, was, we talked about this a few weeks ago, was in... Um, Red Dead Redemption, when you get into Mexico, there's just like all of a sudden music is playing and you're on a horse and you are just you're riding the horse into like the next town. But it goes on for like a few minutes. And there is a very similar scene in this game. And I loved that scene in Red Dead Redemption uh, where like there is a very powerful moment going on between Nate and Elena. 
and they get into a Jeep and they just start driving and the same thing happens. Like all sound cuts away and there's this like beautiful piano piece playing. Um, and you're, you're driving through, I mean, Uncharted 4 is one of the best looking games I've ever seen. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're driving through this like lush jungle and you're like, this is surreal. Like, you know, like how do they do this? Mm-hmm. How do you like, how, like a couple of seconds ago I was just taking out an AK-47 and I must have killed like 75 people. Yeah. And none of that like really matters. Mm. Like none of that matters, but like this moment matters. Mm-hmm. Like how did they how did they transition from I'm murdering all these people to like this in- incredibly intimate moment? And they do it like seamlessly. Mm. It's super good. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, what I always thought about Uncharted was not necessarily the storytelling; it was the characters, right? That it carried through from those first three games. Uh, that's what the th- those three games did so well. You know, story wise, they're adventure stories, and they were fine. Um, and they were fun for sure, but for me, it was always about Nate and Sully and Elena, and that was what drove me. Or, and Chloe and those people drove me from game to game. Um, and that is, but here I think they they tell their best story that they've they've ever told. Um, and I feel like they get that character stuff as right, if not more right, than they ever have before as okay. well. And there are a couple of moments for me, you know. There's a moment where you know Nate has gone on this adventure and he's lied to his wife about what he what he's doing, right? Which is like in the trailers, not yeah, a spoiler. yeah, yeah. And he gets caught, and th- it's it speaks to how much these visuals have changed and, and enhanced. Where he's saying one thing, but it's plainly obvious on his face that he's feeling another thing. If you were deaf and you were watching, you would know. Yeah, like you could just tell. Yeah, that. He's he whatever he's saying. If you couldn't even hear what he's saying, yeah. he doesn't have a conviction in. Yeah, um, wonderful. And the visuals are amazing. And for me, all my favorite stuff is stuff between Nate and Elena. I think yeah. it's just great, and it's mature, and and it works, and and it never paints Elena as like this like shrill wife who just wants to stop her husband from having fun. Which you know, ten years ago, that would have been what that character was. You know, and in less capable hands, um, they do a great job with that, and. Uh, yeah, it, 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 and I love the way it ends. Uh, I love both of the way it ends, you know, the kind of like epilogue and the way that kind of goes to black the first time. Yeah. Um, and it goes to black the first time on exactly what I love, which is like a little character thing, which is just, just Elena and Nate like ribbing on each other or whatever, you know, which is just a wonderful thing. Um, great, great, great game. Uh, you know, for me, the only reason it's not in this top five, it definitely would be if we did a list of 10 or whatever, it would definitely be on that list. Um, is just because for me, some of the gameplay stuff is just... The, that the, the stuff that's more important to me is the storytelling stuff, but you still have to play the game part of it. And yeah, game part of it's fine, but there are just there's some stuff that just yeah. Down we, when we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, yeah. like there was for me there was way too much climbing in the right. game, like way too much. Um, I would have been fine. Like, I'm not fond of their shooting, and I would have been fine with more shooting. Yeah, because uh, it just felt like most of the time I was climbing everywhere. But like, I, I let it go because there's never a moment where you're really climbing where there's not some interaction going on where I'm listening to the two of them like. Nate and whoever banter back and forth yeah. tell a story or fill, yeah. in, fill in a gap of something I need to know. Mm-hmm. That's um, why the climbing doesn't bother me exactly. I mean, I definitely felt the same thing. I was like, well, there's a lot of climbing going on right now, <laughs> you know? Uh, it's funny, but you go back and uh, I watched my wife play through most of the other three games, and there is so much combat in that first game. It's like not nonstop. It's like everywhere you go, yeah. every door you walk through, there's a huge combat encounter to go through. And I feel like this game has the balance down the best that any of them have ever had. Um, I just still feel like because they're a triple A game, because, you know, they're in this thing, like it's gotta be 14, 15 hours long, you know, where for me, if it was 10 hours long, 
um, I would have been just as happy. I think the, the other ones were a little bit shorter. They I were. They, they ran they, in at like they uh, were. They, they came in. I'll say between like eleven and thirteen, something S- like that. And the first one was like eight. Oh really? Yeah, the first one was short. Like, there are like eight between eight and eleven, <coughs> eight to twelve hours are, are the first three. Um, but just uh, yeah, it's a fantastic game. Absolutely. So, um, well, I think my number two is your number one, and you've already talked about my number one. So let's talk about Overwatch. Yeah. So. Uh, like that we haven't talked about it. <laughs> Overwatch is something else, man. <laughs> um, I haven't been hooked by a game like this in a long time. I mean, Destiny was the closest thing, mm-hmm. but Destiny had like so many different things you could do. Yeah. Uh, less like shooter, you know. I'll even put shooter in like quotation marks here. Mm-hmm. Like, was probably like Battlefield Three mm-hmm. on the PS3, which is a long time ago. But Overwatch is so good at what it does. Like, we talked about, like, some developers who just, like, they get it, right? Mm. They know how to, like, do their thing. And Blizzard is one of those studios that, like, up until Overwatch, I had just heard that they knew how to do their thing. Mm -hmm. Because I had never played Hearthstone. I had never played Diablo. I would never played WoW. Mm. Um, But, I mean, Overwatch, from the moment I saw the debut trailer for it, I was like, I want everything to do with this. Even even the cinematic one. um, It was like, I want to know more about this world without even seeing an ounce of gameplay for it. Uh, and I'm super bummed they don't have a story mode. Mm. Um, I expect them to expand on this, though, in time. But, I mean, it, for the game itself, I'm... Telltale's now... Overwatch. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, they're doing comic books. They're doing yeah. all this. I mean, these animated shorts they did are all fantastic. Mm. And, like, I just, like, I, I... Every, like, bit of information I can get about... I can get out of that game is, is what I want. But, right. like, as far as the game goes itself, I'm, like, 63 hours in now. Uh, I think I'm level, like, 73 or 4. <laughs> I am... I, I play Overwatch... For hours a night, every night. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I have a waking moment to be sitting in front of a TV, it is playing Overwatch. And I've played with listeners I've never played with before, who I'm sorry if I've ever yelled at, because when I play Overwatch, I get competitive. Um, but I've made some new friends playing Overwatch. Uh, we've mentioned them before, Cody. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, who was on our, our 100th episode, um, he's come in and he's played Overwatch. He's teach- he's taught me the way of Zarya and like <laughs> the power of double Zarya. Um, we need to have a good like community night. Yeah, with, with I mean, I would, yeah. I would, I would love that. Yeah. Uh, and I will try and tone down my competitive side. No, that's uh, why people. That's why people come to see it. Oh that's yeah, why, that they pay for. A, it's funny because all the guys on Broken Thumbsticks are like, you know, we, we recorded an episode last week, which was a, a, a train wreck, um, which I haven't decided if it will ever air. <laughs> but the whole time we were talking about Overwatch, it was just like, let's make fun of Justin in every way possible <laughs> because I will be like, we should be switching. Like I'm, like I'm yelling at everybody, like you should be doing this and you should be doing this, and everyone's just like, we're never gonna listen to you. Um, <laughs> we're all gonna play Reaper. I would have been fine with that. They all love playing defensive characters. Nobody plays offense. It's like, guys, no. You know, no, no. You can't all play Torby. Stop it. Um, I mean, it's just so good. Uh, there's nothing about it that doesn't stand out as, like, excellent. Like, mm. sure, you could talk about, like, the tick rate not being up to snuff um, with other games. But it, it's so easy to, like, pick up and play. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, oh, you've never played a first-person shooter before? Like, you're, like, unfamiliar with controls? Let me te- let me, let me give you mercy. Mm-hmm. Like, go heal everybody. Yeah. Go make sure nobody dies. Yeah. And then, oh, if everyone died, you could hit this button, and they all come back to life. Yeah. Now, don't you feel amazing? Because when I do it, I feel amazing. Yeah. Like, I just jumped in and res three people. I can never get four. No matter how <laughs> much I try and get that trophy, I can never get four. Um, but I, like, I have a very, like, I, so I played for, what, like I said, like, 60-something hours, and, like, I have, like, 16 in offense, 15 in healer. 15 in tank and like whatever the rest is in support mm. like I, it's very spread out um i love all of the characters like every time i play like i find like a new thing i love about it there's all these little 
tips and tricks like I'm like I said before I'm on the the Reddit uh, the subreddit for it every day and it's like here are like 10 new things you didn't know today it's like look at all these like ways I've played on Anubis let's say like 30 times I never thought about jumping through the wind like there's like and uh, you can get into like a room there's like a big choke point and Mm. you can go to the left and you can go through a room and I never really thought to look all the way up and you look all the way up and there's a big window and it's like oh any flying character could just go right through that window and it's like you've just created another lane for you to get to point Mm -hmm. one and there's all these little secrets that let you like get around the levels that I've been playing for like hours that I never knew Mm -hmm. about and uh, the lore itself is great like you're sitting there and you're you know you're attacking you're defending but when you're in the base waiting for like the gates to open Mm -hmm. The characters will like have like interplay with themselves so you know soldier 76 might say to to farah like your mom would have been proud of you and she's like well you didn't know her like mm. you know or like you, you don't you don't know that and then the next character is rumored to be um farah's mom mm. but it's funny like you have two tracers and they'll be like so which part of the timeline are you from <laughs> and because because you can play multiple characters yeah. and like tracer's story is that you know she wears this time suit and it got damaged and she was like lost through time she could come back, but she could never really fully form. And so, like, Winston saved her life by giving her that device that she wears on her chest that lets her control it. Uh, but if you have, like, multiple of one character, they'll, they'll comment on the fact, like, mm. there's another one of you. Where did you come from? Mm-hmm. I think all of it's great. Yeah, I mean, I have nothing – but the game itself, I have nothing negative to say uh, about it. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite multiplayer games I've, I've ever played, uh, for sure. Um, I think that, like you said, Blizzard is brilliant at what they're able to do, which is go like, oh, you're doing this over here. We're just going to take it over here and not say perfect it, but make it something that if you don't like this type of game, you will, you will, you will like this type of, you will like our type of this game. And they're just so good at that stuff. You know, they, they polish their stuff to, you know, a, a perfect sheen. They're great at positive reinforcement and, and getting you hooked in to stuff like that. They're great at character design. Um, the visuals are, 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 are fantastic. Um, and when you have, when you're playing on a team, whether it's with random people or people, you know, and you guys are working together to do what you're trying to do, it feels great. And when you're able to, and I think when you're able to do something as a character and what, what I love about the game is that there was, there's so many things there's, they, they track a lot of stats, right? About what you can do. And they're able to expand that skill ceiling to all mean a whole bunch of different things in that game but there's also a ton of stuff you can do that has nothing to do with what's ever going to be on the stats that can help your team win yeah if you're just able to get to a point and force the other team to send one two three guys after you off of a point that's two less people on the point for the rest of your team to type contend with yeah if you're working on a, a payload mission and you're able to get behind the people pushing the payload and you force them to turn around to deal with you, then their backs are exposed to your team coming down the pike. And even if you get no kills and you and you get eliminated in that moment, you still are going to help your team win win the game or win that moment. And that's what I love about the game. You know, there's um like like a character that you're talking about here is like a tracer, mm-hmm. like or Genji, mm-hmm. like. They are incredibly frustrating characters yes. to track down and kill. Very disruptive characters, e- extremely. Yeah. So if there's one outside your base, like they they might just send one to like go go hang out outside their base and make their lives miserable. Yeah, to come when they're coming back, mm. and it stops you. It stops you from getting back to the point faster. Yeah, uh, or like um, every character has an ultimate. Yeah, I'm terrible with Diva's ultimate. Like I ca- I can never get like more than like a kill with it because mm. you know people have learned like I'm just gonna hide from this thing. Yeah, but like. 
if you're playing a, a payload map or something or like a um a capture the point one yeah that you know you may not kill anybody gets everybody off the point oh yeah it totally. clears the way yes and then the clear clearing the way does something yeah. like you know you healing does something yeah um playing a tank does something like oh I'm, I'm playing this tank character i put up a big shield everybody stands behind my shield stays alive i feel great yeah i blocked all this damage like they're, they're you are right they're so good at that like positive like hey you they're never going to show how many times you died mm-hmm. like secretly you may be a reinhardt and you might have gone one in 15 yeah but at the end it may say this reinhardt blocked twelve thousand damage yeah. and you may get five likes yeah because without that without you blocking that damage you know something something could have happened yeah and and what I like about it too is I, I I you know I get frustrated when I'm not doing well, but I when somebody pulls off a great play that even if it's against me, it's I think it's a really exciting moment. I we I was playing on a match against and this tracer, she warped in, dropped her ultimate and warped out, and I didn't even see her. Yeah. I didn't even see it happen. All of a sudden that freaking thing was on the screen, and I was like, what's going on? And then my whole team was dead. And it was like amazing because I was she dropped it right in front of me and I didn't even see it happen. So that happened to me, except she dropped it on me. Yeah. And then I ran towards my teammates <laughs> and she killed everybody. <laughs> I was like and everyone was like, why? I was like, I didn't I didn't even know it was on me. I didn't know it was on me until it was too late. <laughs> I mean there's those frustrating moments, right? Like when you when I was playing with randoms. Oh no, I was playing with Hugh, but we all the rest of the team was a all, random. Oh yeah, random. He was very random. All the rest are randoms. And there was an annoying moment like we were, we were on attack and someone was playing as May. And I was like, people don't know. Like, it's like, she's a very defensive. She's great on defense. Oh, my, all, like, I'll have two guys playing her on, like, on my on my group, two guys will play her on offense. It's like, okay, yeah, stop. No. And wh- wh- no matter what happens when you're playing with a May, no matter how good they are, they will always put up an ice wall at the exact wrong moment. Because they're, they're, they have their own thing going on in their head and they do it to block something. I was playing as Farah and. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, getting really high up in the air with her to use her ult is, is great, but sometimes using it really low to the ground works really, really well. Yep. Because people aren't expecting it at all. So I'm looking at, I'm right in, like, I'm right, I'm like right before our doorway and there's, they're grouped up trying to stop us from getting to a point. And I was like, there's like four of them here. If I unleash this thing right now, they're all dead because they got nowhere to go and they won't see it coming. I unleash it, ice wall goes up for my own team. <laughs> <laughs> so I had the same thing happen in one of the capture the point maps where uh, I'm playing with the guys and I'm using Diva and it's the capture the point map um, where you like go down into that like dig site mm-hmm, yeah and you have to like you know, there's ramps to get back mm-hmm. out so I do this thing where it's like I'm just gonna just do, they're all in here I mm-hmm. might get like two of them but I'm gonna clear them out of the point yeah and so like I do it and Nick throws up an ice wall and now I'm trapped with it and I'm <laughs> like oh my god Nick bring bring the wall down bring the wall down and he brings the like you can bring it down right away he brought yeah. it down right away and I end up getting like three kills with oh, it that's good um and a, a couple of times like uh, we were playing last night and I was with I was also playing Diva and I'm going to like push a guy off a ledge and one of my guys Laz is just like he just puts up an ice wall in front of the door he's like I just saw you rocketing towards the door I didn't know what was going on I'm like. What do you mean? You know, I was dumb diva. Like, I'm not gonna go fly off the edge. Yeah. To, he's like, whatever. Like, we're like, we're giving each other, giving it to each other, like mm. back and forth. And then, like, 35 seconds later, a roadhog pulls me, and I'm outside my suit, and I'm going to die. He's mm. pulling me right towards him, and he, he throws up an ice wall to block me from going to him. And I was like, okay, well, that's like play the game. Yeah. You just save my life. Yeah, yeah. But Mazer, oh May. <laughs> um, really gr- great character to to play as, and when you're playing right with her, she's 
freaking amazing. And she's super frustrating. Yeah, very frustrating. She's super frustrating because if if you lose her for a second, she puts up that freaking she gets in that ice bubble and, and heals herself. Yeah. And then you're starting from scratch all over again. But it, it's a great game with all of these different scenarios, so many different characters that you know equal so many different things. And for the great, I love those moments when you're like, oh, I'm one on one with this character. They're they're done. You know, you have that you have that moment where you have that feeling. But the opposite moment is like such a scary feeling. Like when you're like a mostly like a like a like a shooter character, like an offense character, and you you're faced with a Genji. I'm like, well, I'm dead because I can't shoot him. Like you know, because he's gonna yeah. block everything I do, um, and I know that I'm gonna end up dead here. Um, it's a great. I love interrupting alts. It's a it's a great feeling, especially ones that have like they're really like like the, the Reaper one is the best one to interrupt. I uh we were playing the well stage, another one of the mm. capture the hill ones, and he came in. He was like, die, die, and I was playing Lucio, and I was just like, boop. <laughs> and he went right into the well as he's still spinning, saying "die." I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fair is a good one too, because you can stop it right in the middle of a yeah. justice reigns. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. And then she's dead. Um, it's a great game. It's a really great game. It is something else. Yeah. Like if you like, we talk about it a lot. But if you're not really into first person shooters, but you're always like, maybe one of these days I'll try one of mm. those. This is the one. Yeah, definitely, hundred percent. Um, and my number one is the the witness, which is my number two. That's pretty impressive. I know you. You told me you were shocked it was on my list. Yeah, because we we're like, how many did we share? He's like, oh, I, we share this one, this one, and this one. And I was like, I can't believe the witness is on your list. Uh, for me, the way you the, the the way you feel about Overwatch is the way I feel about the witness. Uh, the, the witness is feelings on it aside, like my frustration with puzzles. Yeah, it is stupendously made. Mm. Um, there's enough going on. Uh, once you get the hook of it, it's it's very very addicting. Yeah, and it, it's I like how it doesn't hold your hand. Like I want to punch it in the face a lot, <laughs> but it doesn't hold your hand. There, it no holds bar. Like mm-hmm. there are so many puzzles. Like I I haven't played it in I'm like probably like thirty five percent through the game. Mm-hmm. And I haven't played it in months because I'm trying to play it with my wife. But like we left on a puzzle and she fell asleep because <laughs> we just kept trying like hammering yeah. it over yeah. and over again. And it was just like. I don't get I don't get this and I know it has something to do with this room that I'm in if I just keep moving around I'll figure out the answer and after like hours it was like I'm never gonna figure it out but like I want to go back to it because I like I, I want to complete it I want to see more of the puzzles there's a couple that we left off and it was like we don't have this I know I don't have this knowledge yet let's mm. come back to it yeah and we just unlocked one of the boats and like I just oh yeah for for me I mean I lost days to that game yeah like I would wake up in the morning and my wife too we played we played it together we played it both together like she watched a lot of what i was doing and helped me for a bunch of it and then she played it all on her own separately as well um like i would wake up in the morning um and one of the days that it was it was out it was a snow day like i ended up getting snowed out of work i, I didn't go into work i remember this day and we talked about it a lot I, on this day yeah and i woke up and i was like i'll just play witness for a little couple for a little bit until my boss lets me know whether or not we're open or not and and we're, i'm gonna have to go in and he texts me we're not going in and I literally, I think I played it from like eight o'clock in the morning till like eight o'clock at night. Stopped for dinner, and then we started. We played it again for another three hours. You know, like I miss those days. Um, and I never play games for that long, no matter no. what they are. No. You know, and I, I put I think close to a hundred hours in, into that game, um, and could have put another hundred hours into it. Uh, when I was coming out, I was excited about it, but they were like, oh, it's like these maze line puzzles. And I was like, that doesn't sound like, and it's a hundred hours long. And I was like, that doesn't sound like, how can I be invested in doing line puzzles for an over a hundred hours? It seems like a game I'll play for 10 hours and then be like, okay, I'm done with you, you know? And I didn't know what I was in for 
because the the what they what the they start layering on what he starts layering on and the way the puzzles complicate and the, the different mechanics that get then put together into one puzzle it becomes like this completely other game um next to this like really interesting sort of meta layer over it which is like this world and what does this world mean and what is it and how it's like very slowly fills you in sort of and um there's especially there's a room near the end in like the mountain which is like the ending thing i've never been there yet well, you, you can't get into it until you've i think there's so many areas in the game i haven't even seen yet yeah the, the mountain is like the final area so the mountain is like you have to i think there was there eight eight areas yeah. You can get to it after doing six or something like that, or five areas. Um, you can unlock the puzzle to get into it, um, and it's where the final level area is. Uh, so you can you can finish the game without finishing all the areas. If there's areas, certain areas you're really you're stumped on or something like that, or really stuck on. Uh, but there's like a, a like a secret room in that area that has all these like those audio diaries you find around that kind of fill in more about what the you know the um, the, the 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 world might might be and then there's a whole there's a there's a thing there's a moment in the game which you so there's an area that you can, you can get to after you finish the game and i'm gonna completely as, as just like vague as i class maybe about this uh that you could have gotten to at the very beginning of the game if you had the right information uh interesting yeah um and it's just like it's not like a, there's no game it's it's not like it's not like a thing where it's like oh this is like you wouldn't understand it really or you wouldn't maybe it would be a weird it would be a very weird thing to get to at the very beginning and they asked jonathan blow about it they're like you put this at the very beginning people get to it. he's like well yeah there's no way you could know you could get there you know by doing this um and and once you're past a certain point um once you get past this little point you can't reset the world to the state state it was in to, to solve this thing until you, you finish the game again uh but that itself was like a crazy like you know kind of moment and um you know i mean i had sort of like you know blood starved beasts level like what the fuck am i doing with my life i'm never gonna beat this i'm depressed in real life because i can't finish this puzzle that's how i felt nearly the whole time i played that game and, and, you know a lot of my wife and i like almost like screaming at each other about like no i said go do that just do, just do this you know that kind of thing, and then me taking pictures, pictures of the puzzles, taking them into my computer onto Photoshop, and drawing the lines over and over again to try to like figure out what the answers were, and try and eliminate which ones you've already done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 We well, did that. Doing layers, so I would turn off the layers. I would do a layer, be like that didn't work, and just turn off the layer, create a new layer, draw it, and so I could see what I what I'd already done. Um, it's just, a it's a special game. It's a very special game. Um, it, it like you said like. It speaks a lot to me that I know how you feel about puzzles, <laughs> and you feel you feel you can you see how great the game is. You ever see that thing? It's like a very famous clip from The Office, <clears throat> and Jim is trying to like screw with Dwight for like a thousandth time, and he does a thing every day where he hits a button, or he he makes a sound and he offers Dwight a mint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. And eventually he does the sound, and like Dwight just reaches out his hand to get a mint, and it's like, what what are you what are you doing? And mm-hmm. Dwight doesn't understand. The way that that game conveys success, the sound that it makes when you finish a puzzle, mm. is one of the most intensely satisfying sounds I've ever heard in a video game. Mm. Like it, it's not like there's like um, chimes going off or mm. like you know like angelic choruses playing, but like it just does this like very very like powerful sound like when the when the system lights up mm. and it is addicting. Yeah, and 
hearing that sound makes you happy. And you're like, I want to hear that sound again. Yeah. And that's where I'm at with it. Like, even hating puzzle games the way I do, <laughs> I I just want to keep hearing that sound. And, like, yeah. I, I feel brilliant when I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, the simplest puzzle that people probably figured out, like, one, two, three. Mm. For me, some of them are a struggle. Yeah. And I, I've learned I've, I learned about my wife. Like, it is a struggle for her as well as smart as she is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yeah, it's nothing to do with intelligence at all. It's just it's, it's it's looking at the world in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And that game forces you to look at the look look around you. Yeah. Um, we had a very good discussion that one of our I want I don't think it was even on air, but it, about that first like sh- that that um like tracing puzzle that that you did, and we had like a very good conversation. Yeah. Because you were you were like I, I hate this. Why would it do this? <laughs> yep. Yeah, there. I mean, one of the puzzles, and I. I I whined about it when we did the show yeah. like, way back in, in earlier in the year. There, there is one puzzle, and like it's funny. The last time I played it, I went back and looked at it from a completely different angle, and I'm like, oh. But the <laughs> thing is, like, it, uh, up until that point, you were just walking up to the puzzles and yeah. solving them. Yeah. And this was the first puzzle where it was like you cannot stand in front of it and solve it. Mm-hmm. You have to stand like five feet over mm-hmm. and back three steps yeah. to solve it. And I, I was so pissed because it was like he doesn't convey that information to you at all. At all. Mm-hmm. So if you were following the natural path of the game up, because up until that point, I feel like it's a pretty natural path. Yeah, and it's it's a pretty it's pretty simplistic in a lot of ways, like a lot of the early puzzles. Uh, it, this was the first one. It was like I just do not understand what yeah. I'm doing wrong here. And then you look at it and it was like, oh, well, that's completely different. But I'll never forget the feeling. Like, sure, that one was that one was bad. But after you finish an area, a beam unlocks. Yeah, like you do this, like you do this last sets of puzzles mm-hmm. and a beam unlocks. And there was like in that same area, there was one, and I just like it it, it. it still didn't dawn on me yet. You, the answer is around you. Like you, you're, mm-hmm. you're not looking at it, and the answer ended up being because this world was symmetry, and this yeah. is a bit of a spoiler for it. But yeah. it's one area. Yeah. You know, you, th- both puzzles. Like you're doing two things at one time for most mm-hmm. of the puzzles, or you're, you're you're tracing something, but the idea is symmetry. And so, like, the answer to the puzzle I was staring in front of was actually the puzzle right behind me. <laughs> yeah. And Angela and I did not get that mm. for hours mm-hmm. and hours and hours. And I was like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. And then all of a sudden, like, just that was like, like light bulb clicked. I can't remember in which one of us. And she was like, oh, turn around. Yeah. Like, let me see the other puzzle again. And then she's like, we're looking at the same thing. It's the answer is right here. <laughs> but, like, hours had passed. Yeah, totally. And yeah. We got it, though. Yeah. That's a great feeling. It's a, it's a great great feeling. And you're talking about that moment where it where it forces you to look at it in a different way. And you mentioned at the very beginning you're talking about it's no holds barred about what about just the way you have to take in information. Like John, he's a dick. It forces you. But what it forces you to do is I think that's an important moment because it forces you to go. It forces you to have to solve a puzzle in a different way, which is going to be very important to you going forward in the entire game. It's yeah. a very early puzzle you're talking about. Yeah. It's like one of the first areas that people go to. Um, yeah. And so, uh, so that's a very important thing. And throughout the game, it keeps doing that to you. And and just like the thing where you oh look behind you, you know, like stuff like that. And so later on in the game, it doesn't take you hours to figure to at least try that out. And sometimes it's not that answer to that. I had that same thing where there's like a, um, I think it's the temple. I think it's what it's called. And they're like the red puzzle uh, things. Yep. Um, and I won't I, like again. This game came out in January, but I don't want to spoil because a lot of the, a lot of this game is discovering. If you haven't played it yet, um, you should definitely play it. But uh, I was going. Karen had played it during the day, and she had on her own game, and she had figured it out. Um, and I had been playing for a while already. I'd solved other puzzles, and I was like, "Let me go to this thing." Because I'd walked around the thing for a while earlier, like like my my last play session, hadn't figured it out. 
I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm going everywhere. I'm like walking to the ocean and trying to and trying to get really high and looking all these different ways. I'm like, I can't figure it out. And I got, I was getting so pissed. And I was like, that's it. I'm just going to, I'm just done. And I started walking away from the puzzle. And then I saw it. And I was like, holy shit. I guess that one, right. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I guessed it right, but couldn't find the right angle. Mm. And so I was like, obviously I'm wrong. And mm. like nearly the same thing happened. <laughs> um, there's a couple of times in that where we actually came up to a puzzle and like not knowing that, oh, I'm going to learn the, like, I don't understand what this puzzle is. And then Angela would figure it out. Mm. She'd be like, I think this is what they want us to do. And she ended up being right. And I was like, I don't even understand what you're talking about yet. <laughs> Although I will say the Tetris pieces, the Tetris pieces can go to hell. Whew, those are hard. Those are extremely annoying. Yeah. Anytime I see one of those, I'm like, I forget it. We're just going to have to look up the answer on this one. When you get to, uh, there's one section that's all that. Like, that's what it is. You know what? Maybe I should have, I, I probably should go find that because it's probably going to teach me oh, a yeah. little bit better. Because yes, I went down to the quarry. And oh, it was yeah, like no. the field over there. And I'm like, we've gotten them through just sheer force of will. Oh, okay. And I see it and yeah. I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. But I get to the next one and I'm like, don't see it at all. Yeah, yeah. The quarry is one of those ones that has several mechanics yep. piled into it. There's a couple, like the town has that as well. It's like several mechanics piled into one thing. Um, and what, what, I, what I started doing was when I first started, I felt very overwhelmed. It felt like, you know, when you you move and your room is just full of boxes and you're like, how am I going to get all these boxes into a room? And the answer is just start with one box and start taking everything out and build as, as you go. And I, I just started, I, I was like going around different places a ton at the very beginning. I was like, no, just do one section and just move through it. And, and so that's what happened with it. But it turned out I ended up doing like, after I finished the game, I found out that I did like the three hardest sections, like, relatively early in the game i think i'm doing the same thing <laughs> and i was like so like there's like there's a, there's a swamp and there's a tree house and there's something else and it's like all just like the hardest sections of the game and so i ended up the last two things i did were two of the easiest sections of the game well, that must have felt nice it did feel really nice but then i had to go to the mountain which is really difficult um but really cool um in, in how and how it does it takes the scale and the thing at different places but that's a fantastic game and it's going to be a, a, a i think a fun uh, game of the year at the end of the year um it's gonna be a fun discussion. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of really good games. Definitely, but that's uh, that's my list. Um, we actually had a few questions. We asked Kelsey's. Um, Byron at uh, Bad Negroon asks, "Are any of you gonna try Star Trek Online or D and D Neverwinter? Uh, I guess both of those are free to play. Uh, Neverwinter, I could like see myself trying, mm. but oh man, I know both of those games are like they're big time sinks. Mm. Um, and they're MMOs, right? So yeah, yeah, huge time sinks." So probably no. Probably not for me. It just it's it's less the subject matter and more the MMO thing. Like yeah. If they were if they were either one of them was you know, kind of like single player you know experiences that were a certain hour length, I'd probably try them out. Um, but you know, I could see myself because I think Neverwinter's on the console. Yeah. Um, I could see myself like you know playing a couple hours just to see what it was like. It's coming to PS4. It was it's been on Xbox One for a while, right? Yeah. I don't I I, I don't think that's gonna happen with Star Trek, so I, I probably won't touch Star Trek. Um, not that I don't play. I play plenty of PC games, but I play on my couch with a controller, so games like that are sometimes a little tough to play. Uh, and our friend Cody wants to know if Jackie's buying Overwatch. Cody, don't get your hopes up. No. I don't think that's happening. She said she was. She, she mentioned me. I'm going to buy Overwatch, and I'm like, every time you're out drinking with Mike, you tell me you're going to buy Overwatch. Yeah. And then you never do. She did the thing where she left her PS4 on, and like she was playing apparently Bro Force for 36 hours. Good <laughs> job, Jackie. <laughs> um, a couple games that I've been, just really quick, I'm going to list them. I've been playing that are very close. Hitman. Is, oh, that's is, right. You mentioned Hitman. It's a wonderful, fantastic game. Uh, Stardew Valley 
it, it, it was is really awesome as well. So those are very close for me. Um, and Dark Souls three, I've only played about ten hours, so I can't I can't in good faith put that on. Doom would have been on my list, I mm. think, if I had played more of it. I'm just not there yet. Quantum Break will not be on my list. Yeah, one day I'll I'll play that when it's free. It's okay. I do want to play it though. It's a very like this is a this is it's good. You know, it, it's a fine game. You'll en- you'll definitely enjoy your time with it. It's just not. It looks it looks really cool. Like some of the and I, I you know I love like remedies way of telling stories um they have awesome fake tv show stuff in it which they're so good at yeah um but it's just okay like the story is the story is really good i, I really like the story um but, but the gameplay is just the gameplay is not that great yeah um and the, the final boss battle is just stupid like it's not even is what, it mass effect stupid or just stupid no it's just stupid okay like it's not like i don't you saw mass effect 2 three. Oh, three. okay yeah yeah, yeah 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 no it's not like that um like my problems with the Mass Effect, like that's the ending stuff, like boss battle stuff, is more like story purposed wise. I think it's dumb. Um, this wasn't story dumb. It was just like mechanically really stupid. Gotcha. Um, okay. One of those things where like once you figure out what you're supposed to do, it's really really it's super super simplistic, but you get no kind of feedback on what you're supposed to do. Oh, fun. Yeah. So it's tough. I had to look it up because I was like, I just I was frustrated. Because I w- sometimes I would live through something and I, I was like, oh, I figured it out, and then I would do that same thing again and I would die. So I just couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong. Nope. Um, but story was cool. So I mean, it, it's short. So and I, I really kind of liked the live action. You're mental. I, 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 I'm not shocked that you liked. That. Yeah, yeah. It was, just, it was like the right amount of like ridiculous. Um, though it doesn't pay off. For, that's the problem with it. Like, the live action stuff is really cool. But then doesn't pay off story wise at, at the end. It, it's supposed to make you f- care about these characters, and it kind of did. And then the ending of it was just kind of lame. So, a disappointing game for me because I was really excited about that game. You were, yeah. All right, I think it's gonna do it for us. All right. Uh, a little bit of a wrap up. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Jaroak J O R O A K. Mine is at Bobby Shortle. Bobby, our new email address is games at talkingcomicbooks.com. There you go. <laughs> uh, we will be back. Two weeks from now. Yes. And uh, hopefully we'll have the full crew with us. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys then. And we have a plan, right, to have oh, that's right. to have talking games in your feet every week. Yes. We're working on we're working on some some stuff since Bobby's joined. Yeah. Since Bobby has joined us and uh, as he so eloquently put on his show, I'm gonna go save that sinking ship. <laughs> um, yes, we're working we're we're, we're working on we're working on some things. Um we're working on getting talking games back going every week. Mm. Uh, it's 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 a little bit hard. I mean, we have yeah. we have full time jobs and stuff and full time schedules and yeah, we're we're working on it. We have some ideas that we're toying with. Yeah, um, I will say. I mean, we we can be completely. We still plan on recording every other week, but recording two shows. Yes, every you, week. We talked about some ideas on how yeah. we're going to do that. Mostly because I think like I, I, other than just our, I think it's in addition to our work schedules. I think it, this is come out as a problem is that, um, you know we want to be able to play games and play them enough to be able to talk about them in some sort of like meaningful and helpful way. Yeah. Um, and what happens a lot because we do the show, we record the show on a Wednesday, the games come out on Tuesday. Uh, I'm kind of excited cause now I'm not podcasting on Tuesday, so I'll be able to play the games when they come out on Tuesday. Hopefully, um, we don't get a lot of time to play them and talk about them. Yeah. So, I mean this way at least we'll still be all have time to play the games, uh, hopefully for a little bit. And then, but we'll also have a show every week. We're gonna come up with like we have some. I think we have some cool ideas. Yeah. We we haven't solidified anything yet, so we're not gonna talk about them. But I think there'll be fun stuff for people to to listen to and, and kind of participate with. So I think it'll be fun. Yeah, and then um, 
Broken Thumbsticks will probably it'll continue. Uh, sitting all the guys down every month is really hard, uh, <laughs> so it might become a little bit more sporadic. Uh, but it's not going anywhere. Um, and agree to disagree, since Bobby is joining us uh, every week now, it'll probably have a little bit of uh, a, a different tilt to it, a I'll different say. home probably. It doesn't. It'd be kind of redundant for us to talk about games every other week because while you're on here talking yeah, about yeah, games, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so Bobby doesn't talk about comic books anymore on the Talking it's Comics true. podcast. So I'm sure we'll find something to argue about in the comic book world uh, yeah. because we also do that really well. Yeah, we do. It's true. Um, but more to come. Yeah. Uh, announcements forthcoming and whatnot. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Goodbye.